0: I was 25, I had a lot of things which people like to dream of, but they were all not mine. I believe everybody in the world, they should see true poverty and messed up things. I want to recreate how economy works, not employ people in the future, but give them gamified
1: quests and tasks. Hi everyone and welcome to this episode of the podcast in partnership with Najahi Events. Now. On this podcast, for us to be successful and bring you better guests, there's something that I need from you. That's not much, doesn't cost you anything, but if you would be so kind as to give the subscribe button here on YouTube a push, you're then subscribing to this channel. And by doing so, you're going to see every episode, as and when we produce it, coming straight to you. It's a favor to me to ask you to do it, and I really would appreciate it if you could. The benefit is that the more subscribers that we get, the better the guests are that I can bring to you. Better conversations, better guests, more impact, more learning, more value. So if I can ask you, please, to hit that subscribe button, I would really, really appreciate it. Thank you. Right, should we get into the guest? Today's guest is a guy I've known for about a year and a half. I hosted an event down in Abu Dhabi at the Formula One with all these crazy crypto NFT people where they were launching all of these different products. Well, this guy has done something different that's really valuable. And I'm sure many of you with your own businesses will see a huge amount of value in this too. Uh, Matthias Mende is an award-winning German entrepreneur. He created Memos, an award-winning social media agency and digital think tank, which specializes in social media marketing, growth hacking and influencer uh, or celebrity campaigns. They're, they then manage, that business still goes on today, they manage online presences of some of the biggest brands in the region. But that's only one part of what he does. He was the former chief strategist at Block Gemini, helping multi-billion dollar supply chain enterprises to implement blockchain technology, smart contracts and AI into their traditional systems. Block Gemini is one of the largest blockchain software development houses in the Middle East. And now his main focus today is to build the world's first social engagement Web3 platform and ecosystem. It sounds a bit technical, But trust me, when you hear what he's doing and how it's going to change so many businesses for the better, and I mean it seriously, to be able to bring you more customers, engage with them better, and for those customers then to bring more customers to you, then you'll understand why this conversation is important. Now, Matthias has some strong views. He's quite a spiritual person, and those views that he has about various aspects of life and society, I delved into because I thought they were fascinating too. Anyway, let's get stuck into this episode. Cue the music for Matthias Mendy. And lastly, thank you to Najahi Events who have been sponsoring us now on the podcast for over a year. Najahi bring motivational speakers to the region to help inspire, educate, and motivate you to achieve better success and live a better life. Matthias Mendy, how long has it taken to get you on this blooming show? How many times have we spoken about it over the last year and a half? Well, at least six times, I guess. <laughs>
0: <laughs> because every time we bump into each other somewhere but it's good at least we get to know each other more over the time so yeah. this interview will be even this podcast will be even but more wait, but hold special. on we
1: met when we met uh, uh um in a bar on a rooftop um uh vision had organized from mind valley a little get together there yes. i saw you there and i and we agreed to do the podcast then, and then I completely forgot, and then you messaged me, and I was Absolutely. just like, oh, "Oh, I forgot." Anyway, thank you for coming on the show today. Absolutely, thanks for having me.
0: It's, Look, I've been
1: uh, I've been consuming some of the information you sent across to me, and I I want everyone to understand, kind of like the whole digital world that you're living in at the mm-hmm. moment, um, because I think it's not only fascinating, but I think what you're doing has has some real value. Uh, and I want people to learn about that today. But nice. but I think a lot of the time when people talk to crypto, digital asset type people, they don't talk to the people. What they do is they talk to the product or the or the change or the or, or the invention. Mm-hmm. And I want to know who you are. I want everybody that's listening and watching right now to know who you are. We've both been here in Dubai a long time. Right. Okay, but. Tell us a bit about where you're from, how you ended up being in Dubai as a young man and uh, what that journey was like.
0: Sure, I'll make this story short. <laughs> so I've been in Dubai since 2007, since 16 years almost. Mm-hmm. I've been born in Poland. My parents, they were like German-Polish, so we had German passports. Mm-hmm. So with the age of two, they left as like, I would say, economical refugees to Germany because salaries were like four to six times more over there for a better life. My mom says also primarily because of me. And I grew up in Germany from the age of two to 22. And then I left to Dubai. Okay, where in Germany? Uh, southwest, it's called Rheinland-Pfalz, a small village called Wittlich. It has like 25,000 citizens, so it's really a village. Mm -hmm. and um, it's very green over there nature wise which is very nice and i miss it a lot Mm. and before i wasn't appreciating it a lot but since i live in dubai i appreciate nature and forest and boring places a lot we
1: do don't we we all do it's like when you go anywhere and it's green it's like it's so green okay so what kind of a kid were you like were you one of these these geeks or were you a sporty kid were you a part of a gang you know where did you fit in in the whole kind of uh, hierarchy of school and college and stuff
0: well i was an outsider i was not somebody who enjoyed school i was a rebel i used to get beaten up often not beaten up but like you know with the belt from my father sometimes <laughs> and from mom with like <laughs> she call us the airplane because i was naughty i was i didn't enjoy school i enjoyed only the subjects which i liked mm-hmm. and the teachers who i liked and i always used to be late even i live like 800 meters away from the school like this was the second school the primary school was standard but in the secondary school i was always late but I think the school was good because I make a lot of exp- I had a lot of experiences there. Mm. And we had a lot of immigrants around me. We also like German Polish immigrants, so mm. our area was a lot of Russians, Turkish. So I learned a lot of cultures, which was also nice and I believe this helped shape the way I think today. Mm-hmm. And it was, it was interesting. So why did you come to Dubai? Well in two thousand or 2004, when I was 17, I watched this movie Fast and Furious, or maybe 2002. And this movie, it switched a button in me that I immediately wanted to be in the car customizing tuning industry. And in this industry, like this was in Germany, very cool, you know, to have a big wing, white bumpers. So I used to buy body parts, body kit parts. And sell them on eBay, and then I had the e-shop, and uh, it was working very well. And then in tw- the age, with age of 22, I, my uncle, who passed away recently on COVID, he, he, he had this video when he came to Dubai, and there was full of red Ferraris, of Range Rovers, everything standard, no customization, no special colors, no body kits and we were specialized in styling so it was to to put like airbrush candy paint 16 colors of clear coat in between with some small airbrushes which look holographic when you look from left to right very cool stuff and i found this online board forum uae boost and i posted pictures there and the people said if you come to dubai you will be very successful then two weeks later i decided i want to go to dubai then I shipped my Mercedes and it was a very nice Mercedes-Benz CLK with dark purple candy paint with like very nice airbrush, like sunny wheels. So it was the perfect proof of concept. Uh-huh. So I shipped it and then three eight months later I arrived. I drove around with the car. I meet people here. I joined them in a the business and that's how we got started.
1: And how many years were you working in that space for? Like two years. You enjoy it?
0: Yes, but it didn't went positive at the end because I've never received my shares. So I kind of built a business, but I didn't receive my shares. But I'm also not good in paperwork. I would like to, I'm the type of guy who makes a handshake and I love to trust. I believe in humans and I'm very naive, which is a disadvantage. Of course, I learned by now and now I have contracts for every small thing. DocuSign, drafts, very easy, tack, 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 send. So I learned from those past mistakes. And I think it's very important to do mistakes in order to learn, because Mm. otherwise perhaps you make even bigger mistakes. Yeah, this didn't work out, but still it was very successful. And um, then I went into the tanning industry. The what? Tanning, like the tanning Sun tan. salon. Exactly. Tanning salons. Yeah, so we opened the first. Did you? Yeah, the Mega Sun Lounge here yeah. in uh, Media City in uh-huh. the Central Business Towers. Yeah, yeah I remember the I place. I opened yeah. this. That's next door yes. to the and coffee shop, And I arranged the yeah. investment, everything. But I exited too early. Now it has 12 branches. So it's have, a money printer. Is it? Yeah, because in Germany you pay plat, flat rate, means you can go tanning as often as you like you pay like 25 to 35 euro per month and here in dubai we used to charge 30 euros like 80 to 120 dirhams per session session. and electricity is cheaper here labor is cheaper here so it was really great but again i saw
1: this as an opportunity put things together yeah So you got into the car industry, you didn't have your contracts in place, so you lost out there. You got into the tanning salon business, you got out of that business before it grew. Before it grew too hard. So did you make money? A little bit, but not much. Okay, so how long long did you do that for?
0: Uh, The tanning salon till 2010 almost a year only just okay. a year it's so just you're, th- got you're three started. years
1: in and you're not really any better off than you were before you came no no no. but no. you have learned some lessons
0: too much and i made too much contacts from the car industry because a lot of emiratis they love cars uh-huh. and i love cars and that's how i make a lot of great connections okay. so at some time i had some friends they were not emirati but i stay in the house in jumeirah i was living like a prince i had everything there food cars so how, what did you do after the telling salons um partying <laughs> i used to be a lot out and about i used to enjoy life yeah i was at this age like 20 25 uh-huh. to 28 okay and then later in two fourteen, i restarted again business because you see i i had a lot of things which people like to dream of but they were all not mine so it was no benefit you know if i want to take somebody out i couldn't afford to go to a good place or anything i would go to like eat and drink eat and drink cafeteria (laughs) spend like 100 dirhams you know yeah so
1: that's how it was the reality so i suppose you weren't for those years a successful entrepreneur at all really i suppose you were kind of like an apprentice entrepreneur almost would that be fair apprentice yeah the the thing with me
0: is i never really thought huge and big and i always failed in scaling operations up especially when they work because when i used to buy and sell those body kit parts i was buying those exhausts they call them mufflers i used to buy them on ebay.com for 29 dollars and sell them on ebay.de for 130 to 150 euros And I would sell three to five units per day, sometimes more or less, but I could have made it much bigger because every time I had a special product within three to six months, other people would do sell the same product but for a much smaller margin on profit. Mm -hmm. And when I did my first business with Nine, I used to buy Kinder Surprise figures from this egg, this chocolate egg, and I buy them from other kids in the primary school with the yellow page book in my small city driving with bicycle <laughs> with cash money like 50 fennec one Deutsch marks and I would buy them for this price and sell them on a jumble sale because at this time there was internet yeah, yeah. was still new and sell them for two Deutsch mark three Deutsch so I already make like four x profit so I didn't know the concept of making like the Americans do, like five persons profit and sell huge amounts Got it. so that's where i failed but the good thing is i learned out of it and back in the day there was no mentors there was no business mentors in my village everybody thinks only how to make more money not about their dreams so if they instead of working in a restaurant or in the supermarket or <clears throat> in any normal store n- my friends back in the day they would prefer to work in the factory Mm -hmm. producing pizza or dunlop producing tires and they would have a double salary over there Mm -hmm. but still this is only like 2500 3000 euro per month so yeah so it still doesn't really make the life extremely better and they work very hard if I see those guys today Mm -hmm. they look so much older than me because it's unhealthy you know nobody's wearing masks yeah all this toxic air yeah people weren't really educated about health much back in the day i feel this whole health movement it's just started like maybe 10 years ago Mm. and it's properly started since the pandemic all right so
1: take me forward i want to go forward and get into understanding more about your, your business career so you've you've gone into the suntan business you haven't succeeded there you've gone into a bit of partying because you're young and why not and then you're 28 years old did you have a conversation with mum and dad or a conversation with somebody that made you go now's the time to get serious what was the trigger there the trigger
0: well i went into social media marketing okay and i used to do a lot of growth hacking Mm -hmm. like specifically on instagram but how did you get into that i mean well i was in social media the whole time i was on facebook in 2007 twitter 2009 okay and i always knew how to edit my own pictures because i know how to use adobe photoshop i'm a marketing person i love marketing because i feel that i have a lot of creative ideas and sometimes they just come like visions i don't know they just come and then i need to note them
1: so you set an agency up you went to work for an agency what? yeah
0: i set an agency up it called mimos it still exists today
1: and so the agency was set up and you were out there looking for clients to help them run paid ads on their uh, on their business to generate leads yeah
0: yes but at this time there was no ads existing on instagram so we invented the ads on instagram because we use a lot of gray methods back in the day so the bots which i use for example they would emulate your account so it's like you are locked in and now the bot is you and the bot will know oh, spencer lodge he likes those type of people who are into intelligent stuff you know good conversations and then all those people we would interact with their followers from your account giving mm-hmm. them four or five hundred likes per day write 150 comments follow 400 people automatic and by hashtag and then unfollow them later on we follow 2000 unfollow 2000 and that's how the accounts grew and this worked amazing back in the day Instagram didn't have any mechanism to catch this and my partner one of my partners one very smart guy very very smart he made himself refugee in Canada he was Syrian just because he couldn't get like because he cannot do anything with his passport, it's mm-hmm. not fair. He cannot open bank accounts. Yeah. Sometimes money, stock, and PayPal use other names. Always coming, but he had money actually. You know, mm-hmm. what he had was ninety thousand SIM cards in Philippines, so he controlled one hundred sixty thousand accounts on Instagram, and he used them for mentions. And that's when I said Instagram didn't have advertising, mm-hmm. but his we we did advertising with this accounts. So for example, we go to Nike. 2 million followers, we will check which followers are active the last 30 days. So from this 2 million people, maybe we have 300,000. Now we have a shoe brand which needs to sell. Now we would post the picture from the shoe brand and all those 300,000 names from Nike, the bot accounts which look like real, they would comment them. Every comment would mention five names and every name which is mentioned would get a notification under the picture. So they would see the picture. Mm-hmm. Some people they would swear in the comments, but a lot of people would also buy the product. So this worked fantastically. And this I used for techniques like to book up out complete nights and nightclubs. I would just take the followers from the competition places and post them all under the flyer, like ten thousand people. <laughs> it worked amazing. So this were some great techniques, but again, I learned, made the mistake because I was trying to sell superpowers to people and I need to convince them to get the superpowers while I could create my own product Uh and sell this own product and scale it much harder. Mm -hmm. So I learned how to scale in Dubai by thinking big and this took time. This took mistakes and I figured out that now I'm thinking very big because I registered a domain, and this domain was the proof for me that I think big. So to explain this, the term for a billion-dollar company, it's a unicorn. Yeah. There's also a term for a trillion-dollar company. Nowadays, we have trillion-dollar companies. Back in the day, we didn't really have them. Mm -hmm. Apple now is more than three trillion Mm dollars. So do you know the term for the... No. Okay, uni means one, kilo means 1,000. So it's a kilocorn.
1: I've never heard that before. A Kilocorn.
0: Yeah, you can ask Google So, <laughs> so the, or, or Bart or even ChatGPT. But the fun part is that kilocorn.com, I registered it for $12. I got a million dollar offer. Oh, wow. Last year, I don't sell it. I also own kilocorn.finance. But now I will sell it because now I need money to invest more into bonus. But it. Prove for me that I had this thought first, it means that I'm on the right path. Obviously, to make a trillion dollar company might be delusional. It's very high. Let's make first like a nine figure business or start with the eight. But but at least I know that my mind is now on the right path. And this is all thanks to Dubai. And thanks, I would say, also to the vision of the ruler of Dubai. I love mm-hmm. Sheikh Mohammed. He's amazing. Like you see, like he, he they ask him a question and he say, why not? And you see this type of things, they trigger some. They inspire me because it really shows that we can think in a limitless way. And that's beautiful. And I feel that's why I love this city and this country. Also, because. The mindset of a lot of entrepreneurs and people here is just different. Mm-hmm. We don't have to worry about all this like protests on the street about this crazy criminality, about thieves coming, bringing you on gunpoint because you have a nice car. All this stuff doesn't exist here. Before
1: we talk about bonus, because I really want to talk about that, let's talk about that for a minute. Let's talk about how how you and I live in this country as foreigners and get to experience that kind of can-do mentality, that real kind of positive approach that this, this, the leaders of this country have, and how that kind of like infects us all in, mm-hmm. in a really positive way, you know. In, in Germany, in the UK, we have a social uh, system where people get given money if they don't go to work. Right. Here, we don't have that. It's like, you don't go to work, you don't earn any money. And so you better get on a plane than go. True. So it's almost like our back's against the wall to start with, isn't it? You know, you've got to come out fighting. It's a bit hardcore, it's yeah. true but i i like that because then you don't have any breeding of mediocrity correct you you just you just have people that have got no choice but to go and make something of themselves absolutely it's like a membership you know to have a
0: residency here it's like having a membership or having a subscription to an application and if this three years or two years finish You need to resubscribe. That's why they some people, if they don't resubscribe, they also. They leave or they left already. But those people who have now the 10 years golden visas, for example, Uh sometimes they don't even live here, but they are very valuable, great people and they are still a part of Dubai. So it's really intelligent, this approach to give those golden visas, because this way they have better users
1: you know what I mean yeah you just said something that I really like though you said you said membership I really like the way you just described that Alex do you like that it's like making it a membership and so I really, I that really resonates with me. But also, when we see what's going on around the world, you know, I've just come back from the states, and we've got all these homeless people on the streets mm. in America. And then you've got, you know, the the just stop oil activists in that, that are gluing themselves to the highways in the UK um, and throwing orange uh, stuff on Wimbledon tennis courts, orange paint and powder. And then you've got, you know, this this whole LGBTQ plus Blah, blah, blah movement, which I have real issues with. And I'm glad that I'm here because I feel like we have the same kind of belief system as the leaders. And it takes me back to the World Cup in Qatar when they wouldn't allow the rainbow flag or a rainbow flag to be on the chest, on a hat on a, anything for anybody there and there was uproar. I was watching the news in the UK, you know, that's not right you know, they should be able to have their rainbow flag. It's like, why should they? You know, they they, they said in Qatar, that's not part of how we think it's not part of what we do. You can do that where you come from, but in our country, this is what we do and I feel we've got that same kind of mentality here. It's like you know, if you don't like it, you can leave you know, you don't have to stay, it's not a prison Exactly. And Everyone's allowed to be what they want to be here as long as they're, you know, respectful and, uh, you know, shove it in anybody else's face. But the rest of the world seems to have, have kind of got lost somewhere. And, you know, you're 38 years old and I'm 53 years old. And so wow. I'm 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 born in 1970. And you know, I might describe myself as a bit of an old fart. But, I mean, how do you feel about it? How about the whole stuff with the yeah um, i mean what what do you what do you make of it i mean you turn up at my house and you've got your medallion hanging down and you're kind of your loose shirt and you look like a cool hip kind of dude you know i could i could get it wrong in my interpretation of you i could think oh maybe maybe you know don't you know don't misgender him ah okay (laughs) okay
0: no no but we don't have that here i personally i love that they keep certain stuff out because I believe it confuses the people totally. And I feel that this stuff can disrupt the society in certain ways like it does in the Western world. And as you said, to keep if people don't like it, they can go. Yeah, I think that's okay. And what Qatar did, I think it's also good. I mean, it's hard. It's not completely open minded. But they are also young kids and not so educated people. They could be easily confused from those things. And I feel that's where the damage actually might come in bigger. And I personally feel that this whole LGBTQ plus plus (laughs) agenda, I think I am very against it, by the way. I think it's terrible. And I feel what happens in the school that they tell the kids, that they can be girls and boys like it's very they are too young for that you know i remember when i saw certain things with the age of maybe 11 12 it really confused me even when my cousin he would show me a horror movie i got really like a little bit traumatized and night Mm -hmm. for some time from those things so kids minds they work different so i don't think it's healthy at all but i also think and that's maybe a little bit conspiracy, but I feel this whole LGBTQ thing, it's, to, it's like from the elites in order to prepare the humans for a time of transhumanism. And this is when the human merges with the machine, so it be, we become cyborgs. Like, for example, we know that if somebody loses his leg, they have sometimes artificial legs. But now the robotics industry, it's very ahead. And I think in two to five years, it will be extremely ahead. So we will have probably body parts exchanged with artificial parts and even organs with the steam cells and stuff can be rebuilt. There's a lot of incredible technology, which is very positive. But I feel that when it comes now to the neural link, which is placed in the head, that we will be a little bit cyborgs, because perhaps it will connect with our retina. Perhaps it will connect to our feelings. Perhaps it can make give us the ability to be in a state of a dream without having a dream. And perhaps people will not consider themselves anymore as a man or a woman. They will be some something else. And that's why they have so many different things. And I feel this is scary because if there is another let's say, catastrophic pandemic happening in the future or let's say Putin goes nuts and sends a nuke and we have a nuclear winter, what people will do? They will not go outside. Maybe they will be just digitally online because also the technology is advancing. For example, the new headset from uh, Meta, it's great. But the Apple Vision, it's insane. And now imagine the next generation of this and obviously the Neuralink also just got the fd fda approval FDA. i don't know if it's fda FDC, but this yeah 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 but it's from the health department uh-huh. of the states you know so they approved the human trial so i think we w- this might happen soon so okay I, so
1: so in in the netherlands the other day we saw a transgender woman so somebody who was a man trans trans uh became a woman, compete in a beauty pageant, which women usually compete in, I see, I see. and then he won. Now, if you saw the face, and, and maybe Alex, you can put this on the edits. Um, if you can see the face, the image of the, the person that won, and then you can look at the image of the person that came second, so the female that came second, Doesn't clearly the sense. person in second place was way more beautiful and it was a beauty contest. Now, I don't, I don't blame the person that was competing. So I don't, I, don't, I don't blame that guy who became a lady that was cheating, uh, that was competing. I, for me, it's like, who's judging this?
0: Exactly. And this, so if, the,
1: there's, if there's three judges or five judges, what, who's informing those judges to move down that path? Who's, who's paying off those judges or who's influencing or blackmailing or whatever it may be, those judges to make sure they choose that person? And then what is, what is that organization? You know, when you look into the, into the history of the kind of like the leadership of the world, we, we have the Rothschild family that were in control of nearly every central bank apart from the, the North Korea and Iran. Yeah. And so you've got one family that control the central banks around the world. And to me, that's a kind of like a, a very wealthy private organization. You have the it's Freemasons.
0: Bil- Bilderberg
1: Group yeah the Illuminati. Yeah, obviously yeah the Illuminati. we don't
0: know who it is. we can not we, we really don't know but, but do you think for I think there we are, know more now
1: than we ever did
0: we know more now than we ever did and I believe that there are crazy rich people who are so bored of life that they just want to destroy humanity because I think perhaps they did so many bad things I also believe in in um Reincarnation, reincarnation reincarnation so, so Buddha, I feel, Buddhism
1: believes in reincarnation well
0: like I'm a Muslim but I'm very spiritual also oh. so I don't really stop there but I believe in reincarnation and I think those people they do bad things like rituals with blood and sacrifices and I feel they need to do those things in order to get reincarnated again but because they have those rituals and those type of things it's very crazy and very bad, but I think they just so bought out of their mind that they just want to destroy humanity or bring chaos, or they are just the extension of the devil and they just try to fulfill his job. The same way I believe that we humans, we are an extension of God. We are not God, we are not even close to God, but if we think like creators, we run a different frequency and we actually build things because humans, we create. So those guys, they kind of feel the opposite way. And if I think if we are not doing good things, then how good things can happen? We need to be the good ones, so we extend the good, positive actions on earth then the earth perhaps will be good and now with the great awakening and a lot of people getting conscious i think it happens more and more and i feel that's a very beautiful thing but it needs to be spreaded more around the world
1: yeah i mean what you just said there makes me think about the the work that i've done on the documentary about human trafficking and, and and the time that i've spent in nepal and in bangladesh and whatnot with the with these kids and see how much they suffer and what they've been through and it gives me a, a chance to be grateful for what I've got rather than take it for granted and and really appreciate, you know, almost put myself in the shoes of these kids and just imagine what their life might be like. And, and that that for me brings, brings me to a place where I find it really peaceful because as much as there's pain and suffering there, it's, it's for me, it's just like, there's stuff that's so much more important Mm-hmm. than making money and being successful in business. But we, we lose track of that Absolutely. and our ego gets in the way and it kind of like takes over in some dramatic fashion as it did for me. You know, I turned into an arrogant, obnoxious pig, basically, mm-hmm. making loads of money, thought I was amazing and you know, full of my own self-importance and value. Being exposed to, to these kids just rips that all away. Absolutely. That's it,
0: why in Germany, when I see all those people being depressed, I know a lot of people in Germany and I'm happy I don't live there anymore because these people they don't even appreciate being in Germany you know they like have everything there's good air they have food even if they lose their job they get the support from the government it's very special people can't really die Mm -hmm. and I always tell them and they have a strong passport I say go out in the world find a job somewhere else, you are German, you can perhaps get a better job. People might give you a bigger chance. I I believe all the humans are the same. If the aliens come, we will. they will not say, oh, this is a German alien. This is a Indian alien or this is a yellow Chinese alien. We'll be the humans, we'll be one, you know, but those people, they forget. And that's when I was in Pakistan once and I saw a mother washing her baby in the from the rain in the sink, it was like a sinkhole Mm -hmm. of water she was washing, and I saw crazy poverty, you know, it it was sad. But I appreciate and take my life, like, I don't take it for granted that things are good. I always have to think, you know, to be more humble and see that what we have is special and appreciated. And the people, I believe everybody in the world, they should see true poverty and messed up things. They should see it to appreciate themselves more and to be more positive and happy about what they have instead of being miserable. Because miserability, it doesn't help. It just gives a bad mindset.
1: Depression is no good for everyone, anyone. Sadness, pity parties, all that kind of stuff doesn't serve anyone, does it?
0: Absolutely not. And the thing in Dubai, what's so special is put the radio on here. You know, you hear the radio, you hear most of the time positive things, Mm -hmm. happy stuff. In Germany, when you hear the news, it's always so much negative things and problems. They already program the people to be somehow negative, mm-hmm. you know. So so I don't know. I feel that's all like a part of the big plan, but we need to fight against it and. Spread this knowledge and hopefully get more people to become humble, nice and upgrade themselves for a better future of themselves. Do
1: you you spend a lot of time thinking about this kind of stuff? A lot. Do
0: you? A lot. Too much sometimes. But sometimes I stop myself also from thinking too far because I could overthink, you know. So I get myself back. But I like to speak with intelligent people who can also add value to the conversation Mm. and give me different perspectives. Because I absolutely believe that we humans, as much more I learn, as much less I feel I know. Mm because there's so many things you were talking before about different positions doggy style this 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 (laughs) so you know the Indians invented Kama Sutra okay Mm -hmm. it's like doing the same thing in thousands different ways Mm -hmm. so that's why in business and in other things it doesn't mean that there's only one way to do things there's also 10 different ways how to build a building or even hundred different ways but some things became traditions and a standard so I'm not a fan of traditions, but I respect them and I feel every, everywhere are nice traditions. So what I'm trying is to learn the best things and pick up the nicest things which fit to me to, to, to become the best version of myself. So I believe that in the future, a lot of those traditions and stuff, they will not really exist so much, especially now with the change of people being able to be a girl, a boy. You know even andrew datey wrote i'm a girl in his twitter and this was so funny for me to see you know <laughs> because he just he 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 it's like showing them the middle finger you know when somebody like mm-hmm. that says something like this because it makes a joke of the whole movement mm-hmm. and i think that's a good thing as controversial the guy is i think what some of his messages are very very nice i think you need
1: it's funny how when you make a, a joke of a movement that that doesn't have a sense of humor around anything relating to their own subject matter, you know, bringing it into question, you know, and and humor should be applied to it. Humor should always be because that's one thing that human beings have got the ability to connect with. Mm. Okay. No matter how serious a subject is, if you can make it lighthearted, if you can have a bit of fun while you have a healthy debate, Mm-hmm. You know, what you invariably end up with is a much better conversation. Absolutely. Because everybody comes out of it, you know, feeling like they've been heard. OK, not had their feelings hurt so much because there's been a bit of fun during that, that, that exchange. All right, let, we could talk about this kind of stuff for hours.
0: But regarding the happiness and the humor, there's a study recently it came out in the last three months that showed that people who have problems or they are sick, But if they are happy, just they are happy in their life or they are part of a community which is happy, they're much more healthy than other people. A lot of diseases don't come to them because they are more happy than others. So we must be happy. It's healthy to be be happy happy. and to have more
1: humor. The greatest example of of, of that in my world is if I've got two daughters, one is 23, one is 21. And when they were younger... Minus
0: 22. Can you believe that in <laughs> the middle?
1: And nobody even knows that. You've got a 22-year-old? You have? <laughs> well, that's a whole nother conversation, I'm yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. Okay, okay, so my two girls, when they were younger, if I would tell them off, if they did something wrong, I used to tell them off and it would be very stern. And then as they got a little bit older, I'd tell them off and I would secretly laugh to myself and I'd have to step out of the room and have that like laugh to myself in the hallway and go back in and be, be stern again. And... As they've got older, if I have that stern conversation with them, they look at me and laugh, and I look at them and laugh, and we both end up laughing. I'm like, no, but I'm being serious, and then we both laugh. And, 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 and uh, the, the moment is, is, is softened. If I have an argument with my wife, mm-hmm. she says to me, why are you laughing? I'm like, I'm not laughing. <laughs> and she'll see the edge of my mouth turn up. And she's like, You're laughing. And I'm like, I'm not, this is very serious. And she's like, You're laughing. And then it's diff- that, that whole kind of like that tough, difficult moment is diffused. Mm-hmm. Because she's like, oh shut up, go and put the kettle on. <laughs> or, you know, go make a cup of coffee. Or, you know, just, you know, if you're really serious and you're really angry, then come back in the room without smiling. And then that's impossible because if you walk back in, you smile. Mm. So you're right, you know, that whole kind of like happiness thing. And for me, it's it really manifests itself in those types of moments. Mm. You know, today a lady a lady cut me up coming onto the onto the palm, and she cut me up and then she beeped me and then she flashed me. Mm-hmm. And I was like, what is her problem? Now, in another country, I'd be like, what are you doing? <laughs> what are you up to? And here, I was like, what's her problem? And then she came past me on the inside lane and I looked across and she looked across at me and I just went like that and she went and then we drove off. And it was a real kind of like two strangers having a moment just with ah. a little bit of joy around something that could be could be something that was uh, aggressive or, mm. or, or, or angry. A lot oh.
0: of people, they live in anger. yeah. It's it's a disease, I think, but it's a mental disease. Yeah. And I feel even, you know, before it used to be a shame. I feel when people have to go to a psychologist or something like that. But I personally I have friends, I can talk very deep. So I feel it's also a little bit like a psychotherapy, but I feel it's very healthy because those psychologists, I think they might be very helpful because they can maybe remove the anger or give them some tips and they might be taken more seriously than talking to the brother of some friend or something like this. You know, that never
1: ever works because what happens is when advice is given by a family member, a friend, or someone close to you.
0: It could be corrupted advice because also somebody told
1: the person. Well, there's that as well, but there's there's also the person receiving the advice. Unless they ask for advice, they don't want advice. No, nobody does. If I say to you, can you help me with something, please? And I get your help, that's one thing. If you just volunteer your help to me when I'm not asking for it, I can, I can receive that in different ways. And I think that if we go to see a psychologist, a psychiatrist, a psychotherapist, whatever mm-hmm. it may be, and we've made a decision to book an appointment to go and sit down with that person, I think we're already seeking answers. right? And because we're seeking answers, we're, we find ourselves more open to, to embrace what is suggested uh, or, or offered. You're you're a businessman. When we talk about all kinds of crazy stuff here. Yeah. Talk talk to me about bonus. I've been really interested in seeing this journey start. I remember being at an event in um, Abu Dhabi at the Formula One where I first met you. Proof of Fusion. Proof of Fusion. That was the name of the event. And I was I was the host and the MC of that event, that, that wonderful afternoon and evening, which was chaos, um, but in a, in, a, in a really fun way. High energy, chaos, lots of stuff going on, uh, people having a nice time. Where did the idea for Bonus come from?
0: Well, the idea was created by me. And over a few years, I came across many problems. And then in 2021, when I made a little bit of money, with trading and so on I thought let's launch it let's build bonus and I like to put all those ideas together but during putting the ideas together and now being in 2023 one and a half year later almost two years later and I more ideas came on top which made the product more complete it's actually Not a normal product. It's not something very primitive where you do just one thing like it's in the crypto. You know, crypto itself, it's very primitive, I feel. The way of how a lot of people launch projects is like a couple being married. They're getting baby. They don't care if the baby is disformed, retarded or handicapped because they will have every one, two weeks an update. The token is out. And because of that, you know, every update is like a news. And then the people, they spread the news because projects which don't produce money or a business which doesn't produce money, technically the stock value can't go up. It doesn't make sense. And a lot of those projects in crypto, they actually don't produce anything. It's just based on hype. And that's why a lot of things, great ideas come out, but they never like they, com- they will be finished after some time, the nine months. The first investors, they already made their money and the people who come later they just lose this is what happens a lot and that's very bad but this is also because the space is so much not regulated and things are very decentralized and so
1: you're talking in that example there you're talking about all of these uh, arguably meme coins and 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 and
0: meme coin it's different i would say meme coin it's like a gamble in my opinion i don't think even meme coins are that bad and i even heard that the sec from some big guys they don't really care about meme coins because they don't promise anything uh-huh. they are just based on hype and because people find them cool and it's it, gambling it's like gambling it's like elon musk talking about dogecoin or shiba they don't really have a function those things mm-hmm. they just Based on high bonus, more people jump in. It's like a gambling. It's mm. actually gambling. So if somebody puts his whole money in those risky, high-risky tokens, it's very risky. But perhaps he can get lucky. I personally
1: wouldn't recommend. So explain to me how this all works. What is bonus? And, and remember, for everybody that's watching and listening this right, listening to this right now, we need a simple explanation so that we can all understand it and follow it so take it away all right
0: simple bonus <laughs> bonus is a social engagement ecosystem a it's- social engagement ecosystem yes so basically it's a b to b 2 c product whereby the business which we serve can be anybody who has a community can be any brand any membership club, it can be a school, it can be even a government because it always caters to their users, which could be the citizens, the students, the visitors of the restaurant, the community members, the membership members. And the idea is to amplify their communities and bring them more value back. So bonus in a nutshell is a mix of different technologies. And we have something called the decentralized social identity. This is how it starts, and it's all based on blockchain. The blockchain itself comes for the trusts, because the main feature of blockchain is trust. Because the (coughs) blockchain has thousands of copies Mm -hmm. and it's always the same. Okay,
1: okay. So let's let's go into giving me an example. Let's take let's take let's take a school. Okay. It's a nice, simple one, okay? All right. So the components of the school are uh, the board of governors, the, the leadership team, the teachers, the students and pupils, um, and the parents.
0: Okay. Okay. So for a school, we bonus would work like this. First of all, we don't want to disrupt the system. We just want to add value. Adding value is like the school is the cake. Now we put the cream and the cherry on top. And the cream and the chair on top would be for the school. There would be multiple functionalities. One of them is that the students, they could log in into the school with bonus because we have a QR code which is connected to the social identity and the social identity. It has all the social medias connected and validated that they are belonging to the same user, which also prevents impersonation which is everywhere a big advantage because now too many scammers too many impersonators we all have this problem Mm -hmm. and now the students when they go to school they would basically log in with bonus first by scanning maybe a qr code while there and then the secondary by being in the geolocation of the school Mm -hmm. so now they locked in now they would receive their quests what they can do today example but one thing they for sure can receive because we don't want to disrupt the system is the certificates like the you know once they finish the class instead Achievement, yeah. the achievements one instead of receiving a paper or a pdf file they would receive it as a soul bound nft meaning that it only stays with the person in his own wallet meaning that it really belongs to the person Because on LinkedIn, I could work for NASA and be a rocket scientist and people would believe it because they believe everything they see on the web, unfortunately. Even if you don't write certain things, people just assume and they put their own story together. Mm -hmm. But once having achievements on the blockchain, it's true. So we would upgrade their certificates, for example.
1: Okay, so you're taking my paper certificate and making it digital. So what?
0: well you could uh, perhaps show it off on linkedin and it would be visible that it's on the blockchain and that it's issued by this trusted entity but, but school it's a higher level you know it's a little bit above level we start with entertaining entertainment and those events space it's more simple
1: let's give me let's take another example let's take a, a restaurant and and the customers of a restaurant
0: okay and restaurants bonus has again another feature they can log in. So now we remove the social media agency. Now anybody can be an influencer because he comes to the restaurant. He logs in with bonus. Once he logs in, in the restaurant, he'll receive quests. Take a picture of the food, post it on Instagram, do a review on Google, do this. This we use all those social media tools in yeah. order to amplify the restaurant. And if the user does that, it means first that he's a good user. And second, he'll get a reward. But the reward here is not money. The purpose should never be money. The purpose should me adding value to the restaurant and the restaurant adding value to me. So How? let's say I do those things. They will give us vouchers. And okay. those vouchers are for a free meal, 20, 30 right. person discount. And they come as NFT and they are redeemable with the same application, with the same system.
1: So basically, I... I go to the restaurant as the customer right they encourage me to use this qr code right i take photos so i I, i'm essentially creating user generated content right for that for that restaurant and from there then because i do that and that's posted out there what actually happens is the restaurant say well done for doing that we appreciate you doing that we're you're you're essentially sharing that content with your own audience so you're giving us some free marketing or advertising we would like to reward you And we're going to reward you this digital way, which essentially is going to mean the next time you come, you get a free meal,
0: for example, free meal, exactly. So
1: incentivize me as the restaurant guest to go and do that. Okay. And the restaurant itself is getting exposure to a bigger audience, more than they would have had before because of them doing that. Absolutely. We
0: remove the agency because agencies, usually restaurants and venues, they book influencers and influencers can cost. 500 dollar but they can also cost 25 million dollar like beyonds yeah. opening the atlantis hotel mm-hmm. but now there are people who are a few hundred followers and they also can create a damage because if they talk it's more like a word of mouth and those people also need to save money mm-hmm. and people in uae anyways or in general all over the world they want to save money and they are groupon and there are all those discount apps and all those things so we yeah. we do the same thing but in a different way okay. but we do it by measuring the value because we have a ai algorithm which kind of scans if the people really did it or not it's mm-hmm. to validate okay and so it's the, not
1: guesswork it's there's validation so that the restaurant owner is able to essentially um track absolutely the, the, the performance of, of of that particular guest
0: absolutely and imagine we have a nightclub they have all those shows with lights and all of this. And now somebody comes to the restaurant who has like 10 million followers or 5 million. Yeah, because he's in the social identity. He has his social medias. Now, if a big guy comes in the location, even the location itself get a notification. Hey, uh, this person came in. He has so much followers. Now they can send him a special quest. A special quest is like will send you the big show with the lights. It's like 15,000 dirham valuable. All you need to do is to make a story. And if the user accepts these quests, it's like a straight Barta deal. Because now he, with all his followers, he needs to eat, to drink, and maybe to impress his friends. But he also needs to pay. But not everybody likes to pay. And for the restaurant, this 15,000 dirham show, maybe it costs only... 500 800 dirham but to pay the influencer they would have to pay maybe five to ten thousand dollars so okay. this way they give <coughs> them this free show with the free food and he they get a very nice marketing back and, and so, this way they scale on customers because so i've got uh,
1: what hundred and eighty thousand followers across my channel so i'm not i'm not big at all but i'm not small mm. so yeah. and, and and essentially by me walking into that establishment They're going to know my data. They're going to understand that I've got that audience. And they're going to say to ourselves, hold on a minute. Maybe we need to upgrade this guy to a better table. Okay. Because we want this to be done or whatever it may be. The benefits and the bonus. Okay. I understand that. That makes sense. Okay. Let's talk about it in, in, in a different business
0: okay so sure I,
1: I i i one of the companies i own is a wealth management company
0: wealth management okay so
1: we have um, a difc dfsa regulated company and we provide financial planning and wealth management advice to uh, high net worth individuals here in mm-hmm. the uae so how could that work for me
0: that's a good question because that's a field which we didn't Tech leaders, to be very okay honest. let's take
1: another one I've got an insurance business we provide medical insurance to okay. lots of corporate companies here in the UAE that medical insurance we provide is is changes every year in use okay. every year and whatnot it's a great business okay and that company let's say we have a customer that company is employs 500 people and we provide the medical insurance to those people how could bonus help with that
0: okay for medical insurance I think it's possible because of uh, the users us, who would get the medical insurance they could perhaps your company could then give them some discounts by them talking about those this medical insurance or if they have a doctor visit and everything works smooth with the insurance they could put posts about it and Uh therefore they could get a discount next time and perhaps receive some affiliate referral reward mm-hmm. if new people come in through them because they talked about it okay. and this would be simply measurable
1: it's, it's all essentially data backed and 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 that information is recorded rather than anyone having to do something manual rather than anyone having to go out and say to those employees hey if you do some positive word of mouth posts we'd really appreciate it and we'll buy you a box of chocolates okay there's a, and that person remembering or not remembering to do it essentially as a part of bonus it comes up on their phone and it's like hey don't forget to talk about medical insurance today and your content because you're getting a discount on next year's premium or you're getting a benefit in some kind, some way yeah. well if
0: you talk about it then <clears throat> you will get the discount so <coughs> they first have to deliver that's why there needs to be the proof
1: of action yeah they and have the, to deliver something first yeah
0: and then once it's validated that the proof happens, then we know and then we can give them issue this
1: voucher yeah. or discount for next year so so what industries at the moment with where you are are your target focus
0: um, communities and tourism I think that bonus can amplify tourism crazy why because there's for example I'm always thinking first about the UAE. Mm-hmm. because i've been here 16 it's years our home yeah and it's our home exactly so i see that there's a lot of museums which are incredible and nobody knows about it did you ever hear about the sharjah space museum of islamic space? it's insane for me this museum is better than louver nobody knows about it everything what's written in the quran There's a lot of things about space and stuff. So in this museum, it's fully explained and they have rockets there. They even have aliens there. They have asteroids there, so many different type of asteroids. It's insane. The type of things you can see there. You never see them anywhere else. They have a planetarium with a show, which is so mind blowing. Nobody knows about it. So I would love that this place gets more busy, but perhaps they don't know how to do marketing. So what can we do? perhaps we could give vouchers for tourists who come to uae to visit those places for free with their family because there's a lot of poor tourists coming here with charter flights they stay in cheap hotels somewhere in deira or Al kema and all they can do is take pictures of buildings pictures of supercars and valley parkings like of mode of emirates or somewhere yeah, yeah. and they can go to the beach they'll go to kite beach and that's the thing and maybe they have 100 dirham per day but those people they would be happy to go to this museum they would be happy to use their social media which they've been having anyways because it's a standard in the world for every human to have it mm-hmm. and they are like micro influencers mm-hmm. and their value it's more valuable like if we take thousand people who have 100 followers they will be in my opinion, ten times more valuable than one person who has hundred thousand followers. Because the person who is the influencer of hundred thousand, he usually gets paid to promote something. Mm-hmm. But the small people, they would show things if they like them. So it's much more honest and authentic. Yeah, authentic. Yeah. Exactly. So now imagine if we give them free voucher to go to this place, then they make stories. They kind of promote the space. They are excited about things now they get a voucher for the next museum some emirati museum in deira which is always yeah. empty now they go there they again show everything and now they get another yeah voucher to yeah. go another to so Malaya they or
1: whatever it may be yeah, yeah. yeah
0: so they come here and and maybe after five things which they promoted maybe they'll get one for the museum of the future which is a highlight which costs around yeah. i don't know 250 $2. $2. $2. yeah but that could be the big reward and Uh those people they are just walking it's not that they go there and they take a piece no no if they are there or not that doesn't even make a difference like in minus but if they are there it makes a difference because they create content and advertise the country and that's the idea and that's why we combine those technologies measure the success if it really happens the proof of action and if it happens then it's a win-win for everyone that makes sense to you okay we will use augmented reality a lot okay really and augmented reality it's really crazy because then
1: you know i'm did you uh, ever hear about um, a, a supermarket in china called yi Hao Dien? no so but i know the concept from amazon go okay so yi was was launched i think seven years ago okay and yi Dien opened up their stores in China overnight with augmented reality. Wow. And they put all of their stores in front of all of their competitors' stores. Oh, wow. So all of the supermarkets in China, Yi Hao wow. Yen, put themselves in front, literally in front. On of, their world yeah, map. And people would, with their phones, okay, they'd be walking around the car park of the supermarket buying their groceries, and in China, the groceries would be delivered to their door. So they'd go in there, they'd, uh, and there's a great video by Ogilvy Mather on it on, uh, on YouTube. So I understand what you mean with that.
0: I didn't see that one yet, but that would be an amazing company to cooperate
1: with. Let me see if I can find it for you, okay? Yi Yih- Yih- Hao Dian, really great video, shows you, shows you and they, they became the biggest supermarket chain in China overnight without, without a single uh, real store, just what? virtual stores. It's incredible, but
0: that's exactly what the future will bring. A lot of disruption. Yeah. I, well, we, we, we don't want to disrupt too much. We want to add value everywhere. We are an extension. We give, yeah, yeah. If we, I have two hands with bonus, people will have 10 hands.
1: Yeah. You're not, you're not trying to stop anything. You're just no. trying to make it better. Okay. How do you make money? Well, we will make money from the
0: vouchers. I, I mean, from the NFTs, which the businesses and partners will be minting for the users so we our cost is probably below one cent and we will charge like nine to ten cents so we make like a nine to ten x return which is also not really much the number the 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 margin is huge but for the business it's not really much because if they have fifty thousand customers they will pay only five thousand dollars it's not really much but the value is huge so that's one way of how we make money Mm -hmm so the cost is covered the gas transactions which you know in crypto sometimes Mm -hmm. you have to have ETH or bnb in the wallet Mm -hmm. they will not be existing there will be no gas fees for our users because this is all covered because it will be donated by a donation wallet yeah and it's very simple people say to merge web 2 into web 3 we will merge web 3 into web 2 because web 3 is too complicated if you use metamask trust wallet nobody can use it. it's way too complicated new users have to have the most simple ui and ux and it just needs to be yeah. one two finish one two three finish it's yeah, very indeed. important and the technology now is very far ahead just that's not everything it's combined together it's like cooking a special soup magic potion and put some pepper, some ginger some uh, coconut some this and that and then you have some new outcome which has a new name which never existed
1: before and that's bonus tell me about t- tell me about um the actual full scale launch of bonus where are you in that in that process
0: we are very ahead now we've been building for a time but actually we're planning to go live on the app store this month so we have twenty days more apparently.
1: So in, in but not
0: fully live. We will in go in July with, or in August. In July,
1: but you I got twenty days more of July. No, maybe eighteen days
0: yeah. or fourteen. But we will probably launch this month, but in a very stealth mode. Okay. So those who know, they will be able to download because we will make activations. We will not put all the future features. So we will use the community features. Yeah. There are a lot of, and we will use them more for the Web three people because they are more. Aware of how to use the product, yeah. and there will be still
1: bugs and things to fix. So you go for a, you go for a soft launch at the, the end. Soft of Soft launch, month, and correct. Then, and then you go for a, a hard launch when. I'm end of August, sure. end of September. More
0: like this year for sure. This year, so before the, I, the year. I would like to make a huge launch at a huge event. It makes much more sense. We we partnered with World Club Tom, which is. Bernd Breiter's company which Mm -hmm. they you know they were also in the proof of fusion where the astronaut was talking from the space to us on earth it was crazy yeah yeah so this event has 180,000 people I want to use bonus for those type of things because it will bring me more users and more impact but I can't immediately start with such a big thing I need to start it in small communities we have weekly meetups here every Friday 6 p.m. art meetup here in the Palm I don't know if you know about where? it. Where in the Palm? It's in yeah, the where? social district. It's in this place which is beautiful, and they will take it down. You know. You mean the point? Yeah, the point exactly. Ah, okay, yeah. So tomorrow it's going to be at six.
1: Yes. You meet up just with other like-minded yeah, people. and the people So, so when you do this, 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 this bigger launch that you do, you'll be doing. C- can the the viewers and the downloaders of the podcast come? Of course. Can they, are they
0: welcome? Absolutely, everybody's okay. to come. This tool is to everybody. I want to actually recreate mm-hmm. how economy works. Not employ people in the future, but give them gamified quests and tasks. And so bonus ultimately. Now we call ourselves social engagement omni-platform. But ultimately, once all features are there, I call it real-world operation system. Okay. Because if it's you a sounded, real world... You
1: sounded like... um. Um, uh, a baddie in a sci-fi movie then is <laughs> it like world domination is coming our way
0: because you know what you can do with augmented reality you can just change how the the, the 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 like imagine there's dirt on the floor you see like a coca-cola can you open your augmented reality you go on the can now you go pick up the can and you throw it in the bin and you showed that you did it. Now you are already connected with your identity and everything. And now you get a plus point, perhaps with the government or with a charitable organization, which rewards people, which clean things up. We have a beach in Bali, fully dirty. OK, we, somebody's seen it. They drop a token. This token can have $50 at 10 a.m. tomorrow morning. There's an event like meetup.com. People go there. They scan each other, they authenticate each other on the place with the location. Now they are there, they are the $50. Now they clean up the beach, make a new video. Now the validators, some trusted people, they say clean, clean, clean. Now this $50 goes to the 10 people and they all made $5. For what do we need charity organizations anymore which steal half of the money? They are so corrupt. My friend, the Turkish billionaire, he doesn't... He loves to help, but he knows that half of his money is stolen. Uh-huh. So it's better to have things which have true impact. But those well, Who is
1: it? Somebody was telling me the other day, I think Scott Harrison said that 87% of all the money that goes into Africa from, from charities is lost.
0: It's yeah. so sad. When I saw that, I was shocked. I couldn't believe yeah, like, it's the way the world but is. But that's now. exactly what we need to change. And that's exactly the mission I'm here for. Hmm. Because I'm a human a soul trapped in a human body, and what more can I do? I already did everything in my life. Now I think we need to spread the message and do as good as possible. And I think bonus will be a nice tool for that. Because it's not all about money, it's about purpose. Trust me, life would be much more easier living somewhere in Thailand, on the beach, chilling, low cost, or in Bali, a very. Meditating every day, no stress, yoga, this would be nice, this would be stress-free. So, I'm currently in a war zone, even though I love the country and where I am and the challenge, but this is a war zone, it's crazy stress, it is insane stress, it's really burning me out sometimes. And if I would not do sometimes ice baths and breath meditation and talk with some people, I would probably go crazy, you know. So. So it's hard, Hmm. but everything is in progress, as hard the challenge is,
1: we're getting there. Matthias, it's been great chatting to you today and thank you for sharing in such an animated way, what you're trying to do and how this is coming together, because I think that the world needs more people like you trying to solve these types of problems and make the world a better place. So thanks for coming to see us today.
0: Thank you so much, Spencer, for having me. And I believe that I hope that more people can get inspired and that we will be not alone in this mission because more people can actually join the mission and use those tools for good once they are properly created because you know we only live once in this body i guess and let's see what happens next but as long as we are here let's make the best out of it